Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza and Adam. Hi, guys. Hi. So we're going to talk tonight about one of our favorite things, and we don't mean to sound like bad people, or in me and Liza's case, bad moms, but the subject is kids free trips yeah kid free trips right that's the best that's, i mean not it's not the best no it's not good it's not good at <laughs> yeah, all it's, it's awful terrible. It's, no it's so okay bad. okay so i love going with my kids every time we go it's special we have a great time but sometimes it's just good to have a kid free trip i mean everybody should do it at least once i think right once a year I agree. <laughs> once a month. <laughs> once a month. What the heck? I don't know. I think I think there are a ton of advantages and I think, you know, when you're when you're going with kids, you know, you're what you do as far as what you're going to ride depending on the kids age, what you're eating, where you're going, even like sleep. Like if you're staying in a room, you know, it's say it's a couple parents and a couple kids and you're staying in a room, it's hard because like you don't you can't stay up at night. You've got to go if they're little, you gotta to go to bed when they go to bed, right? Or you're sitting on the balcony, you know, in the dark, staring at your phone, you know, while they sleep or whatever you're doing, right? But yeah. If you have your own room and it's like a couple grown-ups, maybe it's a girl's trip, maybe you sh- you know, like I get questions all the time from people, oh, do do people really go to Disney on their honeymoons? Like all the time. It's the number one hun- honeymoon destination in America. So We wanted to talk about that. Adam, you're kind of the expert on a kid's free trip. Why don't you start? Where do you recommend someone stay if they're going kids free? I think if you're going kids free, you don't need to worry about big Disney icons like a large Lady and the Tramp figurine or a big Lightning Queen. So assuming you've got no kids, maybe you've got a little extra cash to spend because you don't have to worry about buying souvenirs or for the children or extra food for the kids that don't eat, you know? How many of your kids will order something and then don't even touch it? Oh, yeah, it's bad. Or they order a drink and they don't even drink it, right? Or they want the Buzz Lightyear sipper cup and they end up losing it somewhere, like in the bathroom or something, and they just spent $10 for that thing and can't find it. So In the bathroom? Hey, I bet that happens all the time, actually. All the time. Especially yeah, if they're tweeting in there. Yes. So, <laughs> So, I see what you did. I'm assuming you got a little extra cash to spend. I would stay, of course, Deluxe, and I would stay at the Boardwalk. If you're, okay, this is a couple's trip I'm going off here. Something romantic. The Boardwalk is, I think, very romantic. And the Boardwalk gets loud at night. You can hear everything that's going on outside at night. Might upset kids if they're staying there, whereas you adults are either going to the Atlantic Dance Hall, you're going to Jelly Rolls. You're just going to one of the bars or something, if that's your seat. Or you're in Epcot at night because it's right there. You just walked over there. I would say Boardwalk if you're looking for that. Now, the pool isn't... If you have a fear of clowns, yeah. you might not want to stay at the Boardwalk. <laughs> well, that pool is scary. I don't I don't know why they haven't taken it it's out. It's got but... spaghetti hair. It's just really weird. That's a creepy look. And its eyes glow at night. It's even worse at night. I would start with the boardwalk, and then if that's out of your price range, I would try Port Orleans French Quarter. It's gorgeous, and it's got a lot of walking trails that you could walk and check things out, and you could take the boat to Zizzy Springs, which, again, is another night. Assuming you're night owls as an adult. And you got well, you, you can be if you're an adult. You don't have kids to put to bed. You can stay up as late as you want. Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to kind of go right next to you and I'm going to say the Beach Club because the Beach Club is right next to Epcot. I think Epcot's great for adults walking around, looking at the World Showcase. You know, you can have some drinks, watch the best show on earth while it's still there. Anyway, but do the you Beach know, Club's beautiful. Do you know the objection I have to the Beach Club is if you're going on an adult trip, it is literally crawling with kids. So I overlook it. Well, but if you go over to Yacht Club, it's a little quieter, I think. Oh, well, that's true. It's right there. So, yeah, right. I mean, you see the boardwalk. It's beautiful from the Beach Club to look over at the boardwalk. It's just a short walk away. It's a beautiful walk. I love it over there. It is It is nice. But I think that if you, if you go over to Yacht Club, I think it's a little quieter. You still have the option of using that pool. You still have all those restaurants and everything. And, of course, you can walk to Epcot. To me, that's a better choice for an adult trip. Um, although honestly, I prefer the boardwalk over all three of those resorts. But um, but I think that's great. I know Adam likes the deluxes, but I think that for a lot of twenty-somethings and even you know people in their uh, over older than that, I think that the de- the deluxe resorts are out of their price range. But a little nice mid-range resort would definitely be French Quarter. It's very grown up. There's a hot tub. The rooms are nice. Um, Although, frankly, for my money, I'm just staying at Pop. I don't care about the icons. I might not send a honeymoon couple there, but I think for the money, that's an awesome resort. So Yeah. But Liza and I are biased. We send people there all the time. So that's probably... What What do you book the most, Liza? What resort I book the most? Contemporary. Yeah. Contemporary. Dang. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why, because you know I'm not staying there. Yeah. <laughs> but people want to go there, and that's the one they choose because they think it's either out of the Polynesian or Contemporary. They ask me my opinion, and I, they usually end up at the Contemporary, and they love it, and they're always happy. Yeah. Well, and I think any of the deluxe resorts obviously are, are wonderful, but if that's not in the budget, definitely check out French Quarter, I think. Um Okay, so restaurants, where do you send people who are going? Okay, first, we should probably clarify, there's definitely a difference between sending a group of 20-somethings as, you know, a group of friends um, and sending a couple, right? So where do you send, Liza, if you have a bachelorette party, where would you send them for dinner? Oh, for dinner? Well, because I was going to say the one place that I could never really go to when I have my kids and I'm always passing it is La Cava del Tequila and the Mexico yeah. Pavilion. When you've got your children with you, right. you're not really hanging out in there. I That's mean, so not true because I've seen so many strollers, you know, or parents with babies in there. Oh, no, I can't. Uh-huh. It's, too, it's too tight in there. It's too. It is and, small. Yeah. And my kids. Oh, gosh. No, they would just be all over the play I couldn't relax and have a good time in that place so I think it would be cool to just sneak in there and get a drink and hang out for a little bit and get get an app or something but if I'm talking about like a full-on meal I would think Trader Trader Sam's would be fun yeah but I think if you're talking food and you're talking like a fun group of people I think Ohana I mean Ohana works for kids too but I think it's a great um, adult restaurant to go to as far as it's kind of lively and fun. And I also think California Grill, if you can swing it. If you can swing it, that's nice for adults. It's also nice for couples. I think um, Rose and Crown Pub 
That menu, I've noticed, is not really popular with parents with kids. But I think a group of adults, I think that's really fun together. And it gets there. Oh, it gets pretty rowdy. Like, because, you know, there's a lot of beer. So. It looks small. Is it small in there? It's not that small. It's kind of laid out, kind of strange. But no, it's not that small. Oh, okay. And there's a patio. There's a patio. So it's nice if, you know, you're on the water at lunchtime or at night and it's, you know, summery and, you know, a little uh, nice cool breeze. Um, that's a great option. I also like the idea of, you know, heading to Disney Springs and mer- maybe going to Frontera Cachina. Um, yeah. Well. That's a good one. You can always have a good time there. And their drinks are great. It's not expensive either. So that, I mean, by Disney standards, I'm sorry. You know, sometimes you have to add that caveat. But uh, I think it's it's a good deal. What about you, Adam? If you're sending a group of people, like, without kids, where do you go? Please don't say um, hoop-de-doo. I really don't like eating here because I don't like the food. If you got a big group, you want a place where they got big tables and Mm -hmm. you got some kind of atmosphere, beer garden. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, you got the band, the German band. They got dancing going on there. It's cool to look at inside. They got the tables that everybody can sit together. Hopefully not popular with kids. Yeah. The stuff they have on the kids menu there is really not great. Um, so, yeah. No, that's a really good choice. There are so many lounges on property that not really kid-friendly. Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which I yet have get to get into that's on disney springs that looks awesome nomad lounge of course can i tell you something about jock Lindsay? i've never been in there when it didn't have a lot of kids in there yeah there are kids in there bill because it's so easy for parents to go to dinner and then go have a drink so but it is i think it is a fun lounge for for kids and you mentioned uh nomad lounge i love that place so. Well, I think it's you can't really altogether avoid kids because they're no. going to be around. I mean, yeah. Disney World, they're going to be there. Right. But, if I'm wrong, Trader Sam's, though, is nobody under 21, I think, after a certain time. I think. Is it 7 o'clock? Yeah. I mean, they definitely impose that rule at a certain point. So, well, that's nice. So you will not find kids at Trader Sam's in the evening hours. I always think it's funny, and I, I touched on this a little bit in the beginning, is – um, as I said before, like people are surprised that it's such a big, big honeymoon destination. It's the number one honeymoon destination in America. So I, I think there's just, you know, there are a lot of things for grownups to do that people don't think about. So what would you tell people besides the food and the resort? Where would you tell people to go? Um, not the lounges, we've covered that, but like other activities, some fun activities you might not do if you were with your kids i'm going to start with liza well for sure the spa because adam gets to do it all the time that's true i can never do it yeah i can't ever do it see adam's going to have a kid with him when he goes to disneyland in a couple weeks how are you going to get around that adam i've decided to take my sister who's 13 i'm going to skip the spa oh no (laughs) because I'm trying to enjoy my time with my sister. It's her first time in Disneyland. My brother will be joining us. Yeah. It's his first time. So Aww. I'm gonna skip the five hour massage that I was looking forward to and I'll do it the next time I go down there, I guess. Okay. Wow. So you would get you would go to a spot. What what else, Adam? What do you think? One thing that you don't realize, especially if you're an adult and you're a Disney fan, is take a backstage tour. Oh, good idea. A lot of these tours do not allow kids. And even if they do allow kids, they're backstage and you don't want to ruin the quote-unquote Disney magic for your kids. So maybe you don't even want your kids to go on the tour. Plus, you got to 
pay for them. Obviously, they're not included with your ticket price. So if you're going to be paying for a tour, you don't want to really maybe bring a kid with you who won't really understand everything that's going on because there's a lot of, you know, technical information, especially like the backstage magic tour and the magic behind our steam trains. You have to be 10 years or older. So anybody under 10 can't even be on that tour. Well, it's like dining with an Imagineer. You have to be 14 at least. And that means, you know, if you want to do something like that, you can't do it if you have younger kids. So that's a nice option, you know, for someone who's traveling without kids. And you made a good point because when you're going and doing all of these things, there's a big difference between paying for one or two people and paying for four or five, six people. So it is a lot easier to sort of stomach that $80 or $50 or $200 price tag on some of these tours if you're on your own. Same with food. You know, I remember traveling with agents who would say, you know, I can't do California Grill when there's, you know, the whole family, but I'm going to do it on my own so I can try it out for clients. You know, it's easier to pay for a $100 meal when it's just you or, you know, you and your spouse or, or whatever. So that's a good point. For me, they can rent those cool little boats on some of the bodies of water. Those always look fun. And they can also go golfing, which is not something you generally think about doing when you're at Disney with kids. So there's a lot of, you know, more kind of sporty activities, which leads me to some of the races. That's another sort of, you know, if you go to Disney during Princess Marathon or Half Marathon Weekend, that place is crawling with grownups. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it's all moms. You can tell they're down there for the race because they have their little skirts on and their medals and everything. And that is a fun weekend, which I think leads me to another thing, which is that, you know, there are certain weekends at Disney World that seem to be more attractive to grownups. One of them is a wine and dine marathon. Like that's Mm -hmm. big time grownups, right? Food and wine. Liza, I know you've done food and wine with kids. It's usually not that much fun, right? No, it's not. I mean, in between trying to push a stroller and hold a mini plate of food, right? It, it's just not great. And especially if it starts raining on you and then your creme brulee gets soaking wet. Well, and your kids are short enough you could balance your their your food on their head, but yeah. they won't stand still, which is you, really obnoxious. You know, and that just actually brought an a thought in my head. If you, if you're just going with you and another person, and there's two adults going, or you're a grown-ups only trip, I mean, you can eat when you want to eat. You can have right. lunch at four. You can have dinner at like ten thirty. You can. You don't have to think, oh, my gosh, feeding time, schedule. What am I going to feed right. this person? What does this person want to eat? It's so nice to not have to think about it. That's actually true because, like, a lot of times, if you're not making your dining reservations at 180 days out, restaurants like Ohana will have seatings that are available at 9.50 at night. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants to feed a 7-year-old at that time? No one. No. And well, frankly, really not me either. But you know, um, but you have you're right. You have a ton more flexibility with when you're going to eat, when you're going to get up. You don't have to do rope drop. You don't have to come back for a nap. Heck, or you, you could have a nap on the hub grass and yourself. Yes. Yeah. Or you could do rope drop and not have to get all these kids ready to do yes. it. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. And you know what? And even, you know, and my kids are now 16, 11, and 11. And I'll be honest, we don't see the 16-year-old that much at Disney World. Aww. But the 11-year-olds, gosh, even now, I have to take so much stuff into the park. But yeah, so you don't have to plan it as much. You could even do it, like, 
you know, short notice because you don't need all those character meals necessarily. And a lot of times the signature restaurants, which are more popular with adults, those are always available because mm-hmm. there's so much more money. So, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can do a walk up at the bar. Mm-hmm. Usually, I mean, just have a nice seat. It's it's really nice. The it's really food. hard to get a three year old to sit on that bar stool at California Grill. I don't know. I Someone tried it. Off. I've <laughs> tried it with twins. I said they want a highball. In <laughs> <laughs> a sippy. In a sippy cup. That's so wrong. Um, okay, well, that's awesome. I love the idea of a grown-up trip. I don't think, and I actually, I just talked to someone today, Susan, who is finally getting a day by herself in the Magic Kingdom because it's coming in connection with a uh, work trip that she's going on. And I think she felt a little guilty. Yeah, and at the same time, she wanted to do it because next, this year, they're not doing Disney. They're doing the Grand Canyon, which, I mean, come on. But, I mean, that's not Disney. It's the Grand Canyon. I guess it's great. But anyway, so she wanted to have that time. And, and you know, I the was... The Grand Canyon makes my palms sweat. I just get really nervous about the, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, it's not my thing, right? I mean, I do have one thing to add. Don't forget about all the great stuff that's off property. If you want to go to Universal, it's an Uber ride away. It is about $175 for a one-day park-to-park ticket. That's steep, and it's kind of hard to swallow. Uh, Maybe you can afford it if you're staying at French Quarter instead of the Grand Floridian. So think Mm -hmm. about that. You can go. There's a ton of stuff in downtown Orlando, including some really good dining that you might not ever expect to find in Orlando, you know, people don't tend to go off property. When they do, they go really close by and they don't see how, you know, it's a beautiful city. So those are, you know, a few things you can think about doing. Any final thoughts on this? Do it. Don't feel guilty about don't it. If feel you can, guilty. If you can just go for a, a short trip alone with your spouse or with your significant oh other or friend or whoever, just do it. We're sort of enablers. We're totally going to enable you the whole time. Yeah, I mean, occasionally. You don't want to give them too much. See, here's the thing. It's kind of like, like, you don't want to have them, you don't want to give them too much Disney because then it will be old hat for them, right? But as an adult, you can handle too much Disney because, you know, you're an adult. But you know what else is cool about going as an adult with just adults is you kind of become a kid again, too. It's right. like you kind of start acting dumb when those characters come around and are like, oh, I'm going to take a picture with it. And you know it's some college intern in there, but you're still going to do it. <laughs> I kind of hope that as a kid... My idea of a good time wouldn't have been laying on the hub grass, eating french fries, <laughs> and making fun of, you know, I don't know, people's outfit choices. Okay, well, I think that's it. And I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. I want to thank Liza and Adam for taking the time out to do this. And whatever you do, go ahead, do a grown-up trip at least once. If you like us, and I don't know why you would be listening, but if you like us, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a private group, and we'd love to chat with you there. Thanks a lot. Good night. Bye. Bye.